Hello everybody, Chris here from the Ancient Slumber Podcast. Thank you for downloading our latest show, but before you delve in, I just wanted to apologise for the sound issues that arise around the 75 minute mark. Um, Unfortunately, my PC decided to do some updates in the background without my knowledge, which affected the Skype recording, so you'll notice Myron and I stuttering like a pair of rappers for some of the conversation. Such is the -the off-the-cuff and spontaneous nature of the show that by the time I noticed the problem it was a week after recording and to go back in and try and re-record our comments and conversation would have felt a bit forced and unnatural so I've tidied it up as best I can and hope that it isn't too distracting. Apologies once again and hopefully normal service will be resumed on the next show. And as Simon Bates would probably say if he were here, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Even though it contains sexual swear words uttered by the good-looking one and daft opinions from the American. I still don't know why he doesn't like Amityville too. Anyway, thanks for listening. Okay, thank you. Bye! They're coming to get you, Barbara. Barbara. For the love of God, Johnny. They're horny, Barbara. They've been dead a long time. Look. Look, there's one of them now. He wants you. <laughs> He's getting closer. Dangerously close. Stop it, John. <laughs> He's going to hear you. It doesn't matter. He knows we're here. It's too late now. There's no escape. <laughs> And welcome to the Agent Slumber Podcast, show number 28. My name is Chris Ward, and joining me for a chat is Myron Schmidt. How you doing, Myron? Good. How are you, Chris? I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, tinged with a bit of sadness this show, though. Yes. We lost George Romero last week. We did. We did. Which was a bit of a shocker. It, it is. And it's, uh, you know, I know people kind of slag off on him a bit later in his career, but I don't care what anybody says. His... His movies are important, whether I like them or not. Hmm. They, you know, they set the stage for, you know, lots and lots and lots of movies. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, especially those early ones, which we've already covered in the last couple of shows. So yes. on, on this one, we are going to look at the remakes of his uh, his main three zombie films. Yes, we are. We are, along with... Uh, probably some tangents in between and then we'll have a little talk about george at the end of the show i think i think so i think that's a good idea that sounds like a great idea but before we do that have you bought anything recently i have and even before we do that i want to say a couple of things if you don't mind mr chris oh well this is unprecedented i know i never talk i don't allow you to think independent thought (laughs) you're taking over I have to compliment you on your recommendation for the Smirsh podcast. <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that. I have been listening and watching along uh, with those guys. It is absolutely hysterical. 
Yeah, they're good fun, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, uh, I think John appreciated the mention last show. <laughs> I have come to the conclusion that they have put forward that James Bond is the worst spy ever. Well, I think that's pretty obvious, really. When every barman in the world knows what he drinks, you're not a very good spy, are you, really? <laughs> I know, isn't it, right? I don't know what I want in my local, so I could be a, I could be a spy down there. But, yeah, when that's you go right. to Marrakesh and you walk in, they go, Ah, oh, Mr. Bond, you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And then he turns around and introduces himself as James Steele or James Stock from Universal Export or something. You know, it's, <laughs> it's always James as well, though. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's just, uh, I've been having great fun. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good podcast. Good podcast. And interestingly, two podcasts that I listen to are going to go head to head at the Glasgow Horror Festival. Oh, they are. You sent me that tweet the other day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We have Liam and Scott versus Evil versus. The Baz and Duncan from Podcast Under the Stairs. That should be good. I will confess now, I still haven't listened to Scott and Liam. I've got a load on my podcast, ready to go, but I haven't had the time to uh, to listen to them yet. Oh, they're great funny chaps, too. Well, I'm uh, going on a bit of a road trip tomorrow with work, so I'm going to have a couple of hours spare, so I'm going to uh, give them a listen then, I think. Are you driving the lorry tomorrow? I am. Oh, wow. They're letting me out. I was going to say, they let you out. <laughs> they do occasionally otherwise i get all pent up and aggressive <laughs> now can you use headphones on the road or do you have to use like an aux- auxiliary jack or something no like i've got the auxiliary jack plug the ipod in okay okay so uh yeah i shall uh give them a listen i've downloaded probably about 20 shows i think i've got a load on there so uh yeah okay give them, give them a go that'll be interesting i'd love to see it so if you're in the glasgow area go give it a go give the horror fest a check and give that a go and if you do go, you can go and have a shout with Baz and tell him that he was wrong about Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. It's a brilliant <laughs> film. <laughs> oh, I thought he'd like it more than he did. He didn't say he hated it, but what worries me is that I'm afraid that the Baz and Liam could end up naked on stage wrestling or doing weird things. It's Glasgow that happens regularly. Ah, okay. Yeah, that that would be a normal night for them. I gotcha. Another Friday night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that. But anyways, back to the show. I just wanted to shout that out. What we've been buying. What we've been buying. It is uh, summer sale time, unfortunately, for my pocketbook. (laughs) I picked up a couple of Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Okay, well, on Blu-ray. Yep, on Blu-ray. Okay, how do they look on Blu-ray? Oh, they look fantastic on Blu-ray. All right. You know, they're not the, the greatest of movies, but they're not bad. No, I'm not a Spider-Man fan. I have them on DVDs, but somebody gave them to me. I didn't, I didn't buy them. <laughs> I also picked up the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Ah, yes. American History X. Oh, that's a great film. It is. Edward Norton. Yes. Yeah, I do like that film. Yeah, it's a good film. Depressing, but good. Uh, also picked up a Blu-ray 2-pack, Rise and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Ah, I watched Rise again the other night, actually. You know, they're... They're pretty decent flicks. I think they're brilliant. You know, they're both, God, I don't know, head and shoulders to the moon better than uh, the Tim Burton one. I didn't hate the Tim Burton one. I thought it was fine for what it was. Yeah, well, okay, point there. But yeah, yeah, oh yeah, this is a different level of quality, I think, yeah, yeah. And then I picked up a little uh, film from the Netherlands, a little Dutch film called The Vanishing. Ah. And I'd never seen it before. I didn't even realize that the Kiefer Sutherland mess was a remake. Oh, yes, yes, it was, yeah. I, I didn't know that until recently, and damn, this is a pretty good movie. Is it? I haven't seen it. I've seen the Kiefer Sutherland one. I haven't seen the original one. Well, they're nothing alike. 
Oh, oh, that could only be a good thing then. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't end that way. They're absolutely nothing alike. Okay. And then I did a little dollar bin shopping okay. and got uh, He Never Died on DVD. Ah, that's good, that, isn't it? It is. I like that movie. Got a little little uh, early horror called The Changeling. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. George C. Scott. Yeah. Yes, I know it, yes. That was sarcastic. Yeah. Oh. And... <laughs> I need to teach you how to do sarcasm properly. Yeah, I know. I suck at it. Back to He Never Died Quickly, sorry. I watched that film... And I, every time I watch it, I think Henry Rollins should be the Punisher. Yes. That would work, wouldn't it? Absolutely agree. Oh, my God, you're right. Yep. Oh, my God, you are so right about that. I know. <laughs> you should listen to me more often. Oh. Uh, and now, the price tag on this is 95 cents. Okay. When we get there, I'll tell you if it was worth it or not. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I got uh, Steve Miner's Day of the Dead. <laughs> Have I got to send you a check over? Yes, with interest. For 95 cents. Yes. <laughs> cost, yes. Me more to, cost me more to post the damn thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> you oh, have to well. go to the, you gotta go to the post office and buy a James Bond stamp, stick it on the envelope and send me a check. <laughs> okay, well yeah, we'll get there shortly. <laughs> now I know, now I know where you're going with it. Oh god. Okay. Right, anything else you bought? Nope. <laughs> well, you've been spending quite a bit, well, sounds it. You know, it's uh, it's funny because once a year, the Criterion Collection will go uh, 50% off. So that's why I got the Vanishing. And then I stumbled into Target with digital codes, free Blu-rays for $11. No, that's good. I mean, you, you, you can't not pick something up. No, that's it, yeah. You know, even the, the even other if ones. you watch it once and then sell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, right, what have I been buying? I have bought recently, I, yeah, I bought a few oddities actually. I bought Action Jackson on Blu-ray. Can't go wrong with that. Is that is that Carl Weathers? Yeah, I fucking yes. love Action Jackson. I think it's one of the best 80s action films. Uh, I, anyone who says to me that they love Predator, I always say, watch Action Jackson as well, because most of the cast are in it, apart from Arnie. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's a German Blu-ray. It never got a Blu-ray release in the UK, and I picked it up for about eight quid. Uh, this German Blu-ray, and uh, yeah, just turn the uh, language to English, turn the subtitles off, and away you go. Brilliant fun. Nice. Uh, what else did I buy? Uh, I've bought loads, and I forget again. Oh, Arrow Video had a bit of a summer sale on. Uh, I couldn't buy too much, but I did pick up Invasion of the Body Snatchers on Blu-ray. Original or remake? The 78 one with Donald Sutherland. Nice. Yeah, nice. I had a few points to use up, so I think I paid about £6 for it in the end. Which is lovely. I forgot two other movies I bought now that you mentioned Action Jackson. Oh, go on then. Oh, man. Chuck Norris missing an action. Oh, I've got that on Blu-ray. Yeah. 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 And then, because I'm a completist, I bought T3, The Rise of the Machines. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm now only missing one Terminator movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> Which will be the fourth one? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got the all on Blu-ray. Yeah. It was $3 used. You can't. Oh, yeah, I, I think I paid about three or four pounds for it. Used. Right. It's one of those films, I always say I don't like Terminator 3. I really don't like, and then I watch it again and go, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? I ha That is exactly what I've done is, man, I hate that movie that it comes on TV. Yeah, and wow. I'll sit and watch it. I think. It's not bad. Because it's Arnie and he still looks like Arnie. <laughs> he don't look like a leather sofa. The <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, it's basically a remake of Terminator 2, but 
Yeah, all right, for a bit of brainless action. I mean, for me, there's only two Terminator films properly. I'll happily not yes. watch any of this, anything after Terminator 2 ever again, but eh, it's all right. If it's on telly, I'll watch it. You're probably going to reach to the mic and strangle me, but I rather enjoyed Genesis. I prefer Genesis to Terminator 3. Yes, yeah, me too. Yep, I, I, I didn't mind it at all. Again, if I never saw it again, it wouldn't bother me. Right, agreed. But, um... Yeah, it's fine. While I was watching it, I had a good time with it. I thought it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well made, well put together. I'm still yes. not sure about Jason Clark. I don't get him. I didn't get him in Planet of the Apes either. I don't well, know. you know. I don't think he's good looking enough to be a leading man, and I don't think he's charismatic enough to be an action man, and I don't quite get what his shtick is, really. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, his, and his chin sticks out too far, but that's just me being best. <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessarily cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick on everything now. I don't like. Hey, he's fine, but I just I don't get what he what he is. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, what else did I buy? Oh, there must be something I can think of. Things keep arriving through the door, and I keep forget I've ordered them. Oh, Orca Killer Whale on Blu-ray. Nice. It's a Spanish Blu-ray. Again, did never got a Blu-ray release in the UK. Again, you turn the subtitles off, turn the language to English, and it's absolutely fine. Fucking love that film. That's awesome. I know it's naff and stupid, but I love it. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with a stupid film. <laughs> As we'll find out, yeah? That's, well, yeah. Well, there is something wrong with stupid films. Well, yeah, some of them are great fun. I mean, who doesn't love a little shocktopus, you know? Well, there you go, there you go. See? <laughs> yep, I bought that, and I bought Wolf Creek 2. Really? Yeah, only because I didn't have it. Gotcha. It, it was like two pounds, I think. Oh, yeah. And you've got Wolf Creek 1, so it'll sit right next to it. It'll exactly. Be, oh, look, it's all happy. That's it. Oh, I don't mind Wolf Creek 2. I think it's all right. Have you seen the TV series? No, I can't do TV series. You know, I can't. They have to do it every time I get some films that I like, and then they go, now we're going to make it into a TV series. I just lose interest. <laughs> so I don't want to make myself sit down to watch it every week. <laughs> well. Stringing out a basic five-minute plot to a ten-part series. Come on. Hey, you're lucky it's only 10. Sometimes over here it's 20. Yeah, exactly. But I just, why do they have to string these things out? And you'll get three or four episodes with a character that no one gives a shit about, building him up, and then they'll kill him off. And uh, oh, just stick it in an hour and a half film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only t- the only TV series I'll do is Ash vs. Evil Dead. Well, I think they were smart to keep it a half an hour yep. and make it not a whole bunch of episodes. Ten episodes, half hour, and you've got Bruce Campbell. Yep. So, and it gives you exactly what it wants to give you, exactly what you expect from it. Yeah, yeah. God, there was a show that I was watching that I really liked. Um, oh, Wayward Pines. Well, I don't know that. They did a, It's based on a series of books. They did a fantastic job with it, and then they went into a second season. I'm like, come on, guys. We don't need a second season. <laughs> it's taken me the best part of two and a half years to get through season one of Gotham. And I've still got another two episodes to go. <laughs> so how far are you going to stretch this bloody thing out? Yeah, yeah. They've uh, they've got Mr. Mercedes coming out. Of course, that's a Stephen King one, so I'll, I'll watch it or I'll right. binge it. Uh, but I'm really concerned that that's what they're going to do with that, just like they did with Under the Dome. If they had kept Under the Dome to a one season thing, it would it could have it had the potential to be excellent, but they carved it out to three seasons and it just got stupid yeah, yeah. just stupid that's it it's all about the ratings 
ratings. Yeah, or the perceived ratings, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, anything else on what you've been buying? Nope. nope. Okay, should we do some good, bad, and ugly? Let's do it. Okie dokie. Right then, what you've been buying? That, oh, sorry, what you watch that's good? The Vanishing. The Vanishing, you one you just spoke about. Yes, original one, uh, nineteen ninety eight. But it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a thriller. Very good, very well acted, very interesting plot. You know, uh, the ending is almost what you'd expect given the movie, uh, but just excellent. Mm. You know, it far, far. Far outweighs that Kiefer Sutherland garbage. You know, they they kept one part the same, two parts the same. Yeah. The guy abducted her while he was wearing a cast, and it happened at a gas station. That was it. Well, there you go. That's as good a place to start as any, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Okay. What about you? Uh, my good is is one that I bought, but I didn't mention it in the buying bit, and it's Logan. Ooh, that's a good one. It's I fucking loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it was really good. It's really really good. Yeah, I watched the, uh, the the theatrical cut and the blue UK Blu-ray comes with the black and white version. Yes, same here. Same yeah. here. So I'm gonna watch that at some point. But um, thoroughly impressed. Yes, it's now th- my third favorite superhero movie. What are your first two? Oh, I knew you'd ask. <laughs> Superman, the original. And oh right, I should have guessed that. That was stupid. And the Dark Knight. Yes, gotcha. And then Logan. Yeah, it, it just transcends the whole superhero thing. And great acting, great scripts, characters that you you know believe in, if you like. Yeah, fantastic. Can't fault it. Boy, that Dark Knight movie is pretty damn good too. Exactly. Still can't fault that. No, no, I don't care. I don't care as much for the other two in the trilogy. They're nope. I mean, they're all right, but that that one was a standout. Yep. Yeah, you can watch that one on its own without the other two. It's a great yes. standalone film. Yep. Yes. yes. So go on then, what's your bad? I got a couple bad. I've been been uh, doing a, a watch along with uh, with another podcast. and uh, Oh, yes, yes. They're, they're, they're covering 19, 1970s. Uh, the first one is called I Drink Your Blood. <laughs> and I would like you to explain why Grindhouse 70s, early 70s stuff is so good. Um, I found this to be the most, uh, I just, it didn't click with me. So I found it to be ridiculously stupid. So you don't want to watch I Eat Your Flesh as well? Yes, no, I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> it's those sorts of, I haven't seen I Drink Your Blood, by the way, but I do know it's a film I know. It's one of those things, it's a bit like listening to death metal. You either get it or you don't. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. That makes, all right. It's one of them. You, you can't explain it to people. If it doesn't click with you, I could sit here and go through the whole thing with you and you still yeah, wouldn't yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. 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 But you know what death metal's like when you get, for every hundred generic death metal albums you get, you get that one, you go, fuck me, that's good. Yep. Yep. That's, yep. that's why I love gr- all that grindhouse stuff. Okay. Same reason you like fan footage. Okay. Yeah. You know, you yeah. watch loads of them and you, you know the tropes and you know what goes on and blah, blah, blah. And every so often you get that one you think is brilliant. Yep. Um, I don't know what I drink your blood's like. I've never seen it. 88 Films have just put it out on Blu-ray over here, I think. Well, if you could get it, you know, for a pound or used, I bet you would like it. Yeah. It was on a double feature when it came out originally with another film called I Eat Your Flesh. (laughs) I know there's a Region 1 double pack DVD available fairly cheap, which I was going to pick up some time ago, but I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's one of those, I've seen, I've seen the trailers and I know the film and I've just never actually sat and watched it. So I'm sure it's one of the ones I'll probably love for some stupid reason. But <laughs> All right, go on. Give me, give us a bad. <laughs> you question me about Grindhouse. Now I can question you about found footage. Blair Witch. <laughs> the new one. Yes. Well, yeah, the one that came out last year. It's on UK Netflix. So I thought I'd give it a go the other night. Why? Just why? I, I, I can't explain that movie. It's, I mean, the Blair Witch Project, the original one, I don't like it, but I get it. I realise yes. that it's a sort of a game changer. You know, I saw it at the time in the cinemas. I remember the buzz around it and all this sort of stuff. So I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. This belated sequel was shite, absolute shite. And I don't get what they were trying to achieve with it. I, I don't either. And the whole part with the witch. Yeah. And. The first, the first part being a little, re, a literal remake of the first movie, and then they just added that twenty minutes on. It was everything. Yeah. I mean, Book of Shadows was better. Yes, yeah, it was, and I didn't care for it that much. I didn't um, care for that, but it was better than this shite. It's again, it's just people running around with cameras, filming nothing and screaming. You know how how I'm going to carry your analogy. You know how death metal is a little more accessible than black metal. Yeah. Finding a good found footage movie is like finding that great black metal band that you really can just get into and it's just epic stuff. Okay. So it's, 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 and this just isn't it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even, it's funny because even, uh, Simon Barrett was joking about it on Twitter when it came out. He was, you know, he was making self-effacing comments about it. So, mm. you know, it just, it just doesn't work. No. No, I, it just, I don't, I'd like to say I don't even get who it's appealing to because you don't like it and you're Mr. Found Footage. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just didn't get what it was tro- what it was trying to do. It just seemed like an excuse just to bring the name Blair Witch back and try and make some money off the back of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Wingard and Simon Barrett, both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, it, I like Wingard, Adam Wingard. I think he's great. But yeah, I just don't this get one. It. This one was just a big kind of steaming pile of crap, unfortunately. Yep. And I shall never ever watch it again. Yep. Well, if it, I haven't even bought it. No. See, I saw, I saw it on DVD for about three quid a while ago, and I thought, oh, I might pick that up. And then I thought, nah, I won't bother. And then luckily yeah. it came onto you, onto Netflix, so, uh, I watched it on there, but, and I was cursing you that evening. <laughs> I would have been right, I would have been right there with you cursing me too. <laughs> I thought, Mara likes found footage, it's his fault I've wasted an evening now. <laughs> yeah. I blame you completely. Yeah, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I could have been watching I Drink Your Blood instead. Yes, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> or Nude for Satan or something like that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> big Nuns with Big Guns Part 2. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Topless and piss. Exactly. Uh, anyway, what's your ugly? Uh, I got one more bad. Oh, go on then. And, and, you know, I'm kind of starting to find a love for some of this early stuff. You know, I watched... Uh, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Yes. I watched Five Dollars for August Moon. Yes. And really, just, I really liked them. Enjoyed them. Good movies. Okay. And then I watched something called The Ancines Woods. Have you ever seen this one? No. That was the one, because I saw that list that Duncan put out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was one. There was three oh. on that list I hadn't seen, and oh. you've spoken about two of them. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's a, it was so tedious, I didn't even finish it. Okay. Uh, it, it, I don't know. It's about some guy who has epilepsy that thinks he's a werewolf or something. It just is. It is so slow going. It, you know, it's oy vey. <laughs> I 
I, I, it, maybe it's one of those things like Grindhouse where you, you get it with some of that kind of stuff and you don't. I just don't get it on this one. Mm, okay. I, I, I just don't get it. And the, the funny thing is, uh, so that list was culminated from him and Ricky uh, from Helming Power Hour putting their top list together. And <laughs> I'm like, man, there had to be another 1970 movie that was better than that. But I think it's one of those art house kind of films. Maybe. Right. Okay. You know, and I like some art house arty stuff, but some of it I just, you know. Yeah, some of it I can get on board with, and some of it is just shite. It's uh, like yesterday I started watching a movie called Kuso, K-U-S-O. Ah, that's just arrived on Shudder over here. Yeah. Um, I had made it 10, 20 minutes, and I shut it off. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, that's – brace yourself if you're going to watch it. Just – just brace yourself. I should watch Shudder more. I pay for it every month, and I barely watch it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of fast-forwarding through some of the parts to see if it would get any better. And at one point, I stopped on a centipede-looking creature coming out of uh, George Clinton's asshole. You know, the king of funk. It was his birthday yesterday. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I noped out of that one quick. George Clinton's in it, then? Yes. Oh, well. Well, see, that, that I think, oh, well, well, I like a bit of George Clinton, but... No, no, you no. don't. Does he, does he sing in it? No, he, um, he he shits on somebody and this bug comes out of his ass. See, that's selling it to me when you say that. George Clinton shits on someone and the bug comes out of his ass. <laughs> I want to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, but you don't recommend it? No, no. Run away, run away. Okay. Abort the mission, abort the mission. <laughs> okay. But but my ugly. Um, yeah. I know it's the style of the movie. I know that's how they make movies in Japan. <laughs> right. Uh, and I I like this movie. Okay. Now mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I love it, but I do like it. It's Takashi Miike's One Missed Call. Okay. Um. Now I I liked it, but it was way too long. And a lot of the yeah, a lot of those movies are. And, and the ending was just oh man. You had me up till the end, and then you did that. It's like, okay, whatever. Um, it left me a little dissatisfied and just kind of disappointed, although I liked it. I mean, up until the last 15 minutes, I was in. Okay. And then it went all Takashi Mikae. I don't think I've seen it. There was an American remake, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. And this is head, head, head and shoulders above the American remake, obviously. I've seen the American one. Yeah, well. Years don't, ago. Yeah, don't watch that one again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, I've got a lot of Mike films. I haven't got that one. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So I can't really comment on that one. Yep. But that was my ugly and only because it just, in the end, it just took that nasty, ugly ending and it's just like, okay, never mind. Okay. My ugly, I've got two really. Um, they're oh. fairly similar stylistically. Um, one is called The New York Ripper. Quack, 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 quack. That one. That's the one. Yeah. The Fulci film. Yeah, I got it on Blu-ray the other day. Uh, Amazon knocked five quid off the price of it. It was like eight ninety nine on Shameless Fan Edition Blu-ray, so I picked one up. Yeah, it's weird, this film, because the main guy in it, Jack Headley, most British people will probably know him from Only Fools and Horses. He plays the Duke of Mailbury in the Christmas special, 1986. Okay. And yeah, and here he is in the New York Ripper, investigating people being slashed from their lady gardens right up to their throats. Um yeah, it's a gruesome film, it's a gory film. I'm not the I prefer Fulci's horror films than to his uh, Giallo, I'll be honest. Okay. 
Um, but this is probably the most brutal thing that he's done, but it's on ugly because it really is a really disgusting film to look at. <laughs> yeah, this was gained a lot of notoriety when it first came out. It was the one video nasty that was allegedly escorted out of the country. It was deemed to be so corruptive. <laughs> That's the story. It actually wasn't. It? James Furman from the BBFC just ordered that all copies be sent back to Italy when they arrived in the country. That's all it was. But yeah, the story is it was escorted out of the country. <laughs> Get off my land. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, New York Ripper. Um, yeah, it's a three star film for me, and it's an ugly because it really is quite a, a grim film. But it's got some really good gore in it. Uh, Jack Headley's quite fine in it, and uh, yeah, nudity and violence really. And and quacking and, and quack. quacking. Don't yes, for, obviously the, the quack. uh, Donald Duck being the the killer. That's not yeah. a spoiler. And the other one I got is from the late 60s. It's another video nasty, and it's called Night of the Bloody Apes. Have you seen that? No. No, it's a Mexican film, and it's about a female Mexican wrestler, believe it or not, and a bloke who gets a bit of a brain trance. Oh, no, the heart of an ape put into him, and he turns into an ape. <laughs> oh, my God. It's bizarre. It's totally dumb. Um, it's one of the, it's the one video nasty I hadn't seen before and I picked it up very, very cheaply secondhand on Amazon. Who put it out? Nucleus Films put it out in the UK. And, uh, yeah, it's not a great film, but it's quite a unique film, I think. There's no, it's called Night of the Bloody Apes. There's only one ape in it. There's not loads of them. <laughs> and it's basically a, a late sixties Mexican grindhouse film that's trying to tap into classic universal. Ah, gotcha. gotcha. The feeling is very much of a bloke in an ape costume running around terrorizing women. And there's, you know, there's a little bit of nudity and there's a little bit of blood in there. Um, quite an amusing yeah. film, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's why it's oh. enough, really. Yeah. It, it, two films there that are just really grim and gritty and horrible to look at, but they have their merits. <laughs> there you go. That's right. <laughs> Ah, right then, should we move on? Yes, let us move on. Let us move on to the main event. Yikes. Yes. The first one we're going to look at is Night of the Living Dead, 1990. Let's play a trailer. They came to pay their respects. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Why do you have to be so cruel? What? Show some respect. Now, they're running for their lives. A biologist in Stockton, California, have released reports focusing on the phenomenon, specifically on that trance-like state. Every shelter is becoming a trap. Are you sure we're going to be all right? Cooper, you got to help me out! And every road out... Don't stop no matter what happens. ...is just another dead end. They're coming right for us! George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Right then, Night of the Living Dead, 1990, directed by Tom Savini. Yes. Ooh. Starring Tony Todd, Patricia Tolman, Tom Tolles. Hubba hubba. Really? What? You fancy Tom Tolles? No. Oh. Patricia Tolman. Tolman. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> you say so. Mickey Anderson, William Butler, Bill Mosley... Pat Reese, Kate Finneran, and Heather Mazur. 
Synopsis is the unburied dead return to life and seek human victims. As if we didn't know. Exactly. <laughs> right. This was your first viewing, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yes, oh, it was. Okay, then. Right. Well, lead us in then. What did you think? I really liked it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I was concerned that uh, Barbara's shirt was way too dirty. She should have taken it off to wash it. I was really worried about that for the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Never happened, sadly. Have you got a bit of a thing for Patricia Tillman? I do now. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> but this one is interesting. Uh, you know, Barbara in this one, of course, I, I think in the first one, she hardly spoke. In this yes. One, she's much more of a uh, – she is a strong – I dare say even stronger leader than Ben. Um, uh, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I really, really liked that. Uh, she, she and, uh, Tony Todd were much more of a team in this one. Yes. To me, Savini captured kind of almost a great remake from the opening scene where the, where, uh, uh, Barbara's brother is, you know, doing the famous line from the first one. The wonderful Bill Mosley. Yes. And, but he managed to make it something else while keeping the same kind of of feel, same basic, you know, plot, if you will. Mm. Uh, but he brought, I thought he brought something new to it, and you still have the same old stuff captured, the same political commentary captured, but you've got another layer of, you know, almost a a feminist kind of a woman empowering type of of. Uh, you know, social commentary on top of, mm. you know, the other one. So I, I, I really liked it. Okay. I, I, I was, I was, I thought I was going to hate it, <laughs> but I, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't know why you should want to hate it because Romero was involved. Yes. He was involved in the screenplay and the production. And if the story is a bit to be believed, he even directed a few scenes himself. Because okay. I think I read, read somewhere that Savini walked off set at one point, and so George Romero took over. Oh, Tom. Um, yeah, this is a film with a history. It was basically put together so the people who made the original Night of the Living Dead could get some money off of the name, because we know it went into public domain as soon as it was made, the original. Yes. Uh, so nobody made any money off of it, any proper money. So, yeah, George Romero's idea was to remake it, and then they could get some money off the name. I thought Savini's a good choice for director. I did too. Because obviously he's got, he's got the history with Romero and the Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead and all yep. that sort of stuff. So good choice. Now, did you watch this on DVD or Blu-ray or stream or what? Stream. Ah, okay. I don't know about the US cut. I'm pretty sure the version that's available in the UK is slightly trimmed. I may be wrong, but I have seen versions for sale that say the full uncut version. Really? Yeah. But there's not much to trim out of it, to be honest. In the UK, this film is only available on DVD. On an old okay. old bog standard DVD. Oh, I say bog standard. It's got a few extras here and there, but it's just available on DVD. There's no Blu-ray. I've been seeking for a Blu-ray version. The only two I can find, there's a US Blu-ray, which I can't play on my player. And there's an Australian Blu-ray, which will play on my player. And apparently it's the full uncut version, which is what it's selling itself as. So I don't know what the actual differences are. Okay. But I've always felt that this film feels really restrained. Why is that? Because you've got Savini in the director's chair, and Savini at the time was at the peak of his special effects makeup and everything else. And like I said, I don't know what your your cut would have been on there, but the British DVD version just feels a little bit 
restrained. And I know there's some stuff in the deleted scenes, some extra bits and bobs with some gore on it. And Savini himself has said that nobody has actually released the full version of everything that he shot. Because he said that he did a lot more um, special effects gags and things that were never actually in any of the finished versions. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I get kind of a feel for what you're saying. Yeah, so to me, I've always liked this. I do like this remake. I think it's very good. But I've always felt like I'm missing something. There's a scene missing or there's some effects missing. or Do you know what I mean? It just feels that little bit restrained to me. And I, I now that you mention it, for being a Tom C. Savini production, it's um, I, I see exactly what you're saying. And I just assumed that Tom was cry- trying to keep the same level of gore through the, the thing and just kind of was trying to pay some respect to the original. Yeah, but that would it would make more sense that there's a lot of stuff that is on the cutting room floor, so to speak. Yeah, like I said, on the on the DVD, there are some deleted scenes, which I know were trimmed out of the original film. I think they've been reinstated on the Blu-ray. But, yeah, say, Tom Savini, he was on a podcast. Somebody was interviewing him. Oh, who was it? It may have been one of the Decades of Horror podcasts. I can't remember. He was on one somewhere, and he was talking about it, and he was saying that what frustrated him was he was being held back from what he wanted to do. And eventually he managed to shoot certain scenes, and they just got thrown on the cutting room floor. Ah, gotcha. And so, um, yeah, so there is, he says there is somewhere a full uncut version, but whether we'll ever get to see it, I don't know. I don't know why him and Romero just didn't put one together and try and sell it, because somebody would have picked it up. Back at that time, Romero had a lot of clout. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I guess that's just, you know, executive interference somewhere down the line. Okay, That, that makes the most sense. But yeah, back to the film. Yeah, so what do we think of Tony Todd? replacing Dwayne Jones in that lead role. I loved it. I, I loved his Bruce Lee-style <laughs> approach to the zombies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Tony yeah. Todd in that role, yeah. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah. You've obviously got a thing for Patricia Tallman. Oh, Lord, yes. Uh, I've got to be honest, don't do it to, for me. But That's all right. Um, in the look stake or the um, acting stakes, really. To me, she would. I like the character of Barbara in this film. She's a lot more of a. I suppose this is a post-Aliens thing, isn't it? So it'd be Ripley's the nearest comparison. Yes, yes. It, it's the it's the you know the the tanked top strong female. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's post-Aliens, post-Die Hard, isn't it? So it's that type of vibe. I think they're going for. Yep. I think there are other actresses I'd rather have seen in the role, to be honest. Ah, uh, okay, okay. She's the weak one for me, but, um, yeah, okay. She's not terrible, but, but there you go. <laughs> I can't say anything more than that. Yeah. I think she, yeah. I, I like the way Barbara's written, but I just, I don't, I don't think the actress sells it enough for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did you spot Tom Savini? Oh, no. Wait, I didn't catch him in this one. No, he's not in this one. Yeah. He's, he's behind the camera. Sometimes he, well, I mean, you know, Alfred Hitchcock did cameos in every one of his movies, so. Yeah. Savini's not Alfred Hitchcock, though, is he? No. <laughs> no. All due respect to Savini, I love him, but yeah, he's not he's not that level of director. Fair play. <laughs> Obviously we've got Bill Mosley in there as Johnny. Yep. So again I could watch Bill Mosley do anything really. <laughs> well <laughs> I just wish Sid Haig was in there somewhere. <laughs> oh. We'll get to him and Night of the Living Dead in, in a little bit. Who uh Sid Haig? Yeah. Oh, come on. I mentioned it last podcast. 
I'm draw- I'm drawing a complete blank. Oh well, well you keep drawing a blank and we'll get there eventually. Okay. <laughs> uh, you got Tom Tolls in there playing the Harry Cooper role. Great bit of casting, I think. Yes, yes, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's got the look. He's got the attitude. It's absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Tom Tolls is one of the actors. Well, you just want to play someone to play an arsehole. Yeah, Tom yeah. Tolls. And that's nothing against him. I'm sure he was a oh. nice guy. He's no longer with us. But uh, yeah, I think this is him following up on his part in um, uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, isn't it? That's right. He was at that, wasn't he? He was. He was. And um, we got Mickey Anderson playing his wife. Um, she was in something I watched recently and she was fucking terrible. I'm sure it was her. Let me have Interesting. a look. I really should plan this better. No, it's not her. I'm getting her mixed up with someone else. Oh, oh do apologize. Do apologize. No, it wasn't her. I was getting her muddled up with someone else. She doesn't have that much to do in this role, but um, she's there, and uh, there you go. She's not as much fun as... Oh, what's the actress in the original? The one that I, I quite fancy. Hang on. <laughs> she, oh, she acted... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no one who can portray... Uh, Mar- Marilyn Eastman. Ooh. Crazy over-the-top housewives. Better Ooh, than those Marilyn six... Eastman. You have to have a lie-down. <laughs> You need me to give you a minute. Quite a vigorous lie down. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think that role's a bit reduced in this one. Um, she's fine. We've got William Butler in there, who is known as one of the guys who's been killed by Leatherface, Jason, and uh, Freddy. Oh. Is it Freddy? I'm going to fucking confuse. I've got all this information I've normally got in my head, and now I can't remember any of it. He's the guy who created the Ginger, Ginger Dead Man series. Oh, God. Have you seen any of them? No, I can't bring myself to. Can't you? No, he's in um, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. He's in Freddy's Nightmares TV series. He's been in Friday the 13th Part 7. He's in Ghoulies too. Isn't the uh, Gingerbread Man, isn't that uh, Charles Band over at Full Moon? Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, they produce it, but I think William Butler's the director or the writer or something. Okay. Oh, he created the character. Oh, God, that was... Yep, he's in there too. So there's familiar faces in there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to be honest, it's not a film you can say a lot about. If you've seen the original and you like the original, this does it again. It does it in colour, obviously. Slightly better special effects. And say there's that, the biggest change is Barbara actually speaks in this film. Yes. And like you say, her and uh, Ben as the sort of lead team, if you like. Yes, yes. Are very good. And the very ending of the film's different with what happens to Ben. Yes. Absolutely, very. It is absolutely different. Because spoiler, he becomes a zombie. Oh, that's right. That's I love that point. shot of him walking out of the basement. Tony Todd yep. with the, the white eye makeup and all that stuff. That looks so good. So yeah, not a lot else to tell really. Like I said, if you want to watch it in the UK, it's available on DVD, very cheaply. If you want to watch it on Blu-ray, you'll have to get the uh, Australian import, which is a, probably about ten quid. I've seen it for. Oh, that's not too bad. It's not too bad. I will pick one up one day. But uh, yeah, not yet. <laughs> That's <laughs> maybe Tom Savini will uh, finally uh, release a full uncut version. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you never know. You never know. So let's get to your score. What did you think of this one? I gave it a three point five. Did you? Bloody hell! Yeah, isn't that good? It is good. You don't know what I gave it. What? Three point five. Oh, cool. We're thinking alike here. There's something wrong. We need to get more foul footage in here. No, it'll change. Don't worry. It'll change. It'll change in about two films' time. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh God! 
Well, before that little piece of news rears its ugly head, we have 2004 Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, well, let's play the trailer for that one then. <laughs> hey, Vivian. In a look, I can go backwards. Let me see. Hey, that's amazing. Hey. Hey, you. Vivian, honey, are you okay? just been informed that we are going off the air and switching to the emergency broadcasting system. Look up the road, there's a lot more of them. Why are they coming here? Maybe they're coming for us. The sooner or later they're going to get in here. Baby's here before. It's only a matter of time. It's coming. They'll find a way in. Oh, God. Dawn of the Dead, 2004, directed by Zack Snyder. Yep. Starring Sarah Polly, Ving Rames, Jake Weber, Ty Burrell, Michael Kelly, Lindy Booth, Jane Eastwood, and lots of other people whose faces we know, but we don't know their names. That's right. <laughs> Synopsis is a nurse, a policeman, a young married couple, a salesman, and other survivors of a worldwide plague that is producing aggressive flesh-eating zombies take refuge in a Midwestern shopping mall. That's a bit of a long fucking thing, yeah. Zombie attack, people hiding in a shopping mall. Yeah, exactly. We've done this before. <laughs> so I've, uh, I saw this in the theater. So did I. Um, I went with two friends. Um, ah. And for the longest time, I thought my friend was just being a jerk or, you know, kind of be trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Well, he kept asking me, do you think this could really happen? No. No. <laughs> no, because no. zombies aren't real. <laughs> it's not going to really happen. Apparently, his and then come to find out later, his wife banned us from taking him to any more horror movies because of the nightmares. <laughs> he couldn't for days after that he had it, and it was just how I'm old like, was he? You know, twenty eight. <laughs> God, it was. I'm like Jeff. What? These are zombies, but they run really fast. I said yes. Don't yeah, worry man. about it. 
<laughs> Have you not, he hadn't seen Demons then. Yeah, right. Or right. Return of the Living Dead, because they run in that as well. But but I've only seen this movie twice. Okay. And I left the theater thinking, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. Then I rewatched it and I went, uh, okay. Okay. It was one that lost a lot of steam uh, for the first time that I saw it. Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. How did it lose steam for you? What What was different? I loved Ving Rhames. Of course, I like almost anything. I mean, if he's in a movie, I'll watch it. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you may regret it, saying that in a minute when we get to the next film. But yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. What I said is I would watch it. I didn't say how that would turn out. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I really, I, I just, you know, and maybe a lot of factors influenced it. But, um, you know, Ty Burrell. Is is it Burrell or did I say Burrell when I read the name? I, I think he pronounces it Burrell. Okay. Um, but over here he's the goofy dad on a TV sitcom, Modern Family. Right. And to go back and see him acting something like this, it's just like I mean he did fine, but it was just you know, it's just oh. weird. Ah, so it sounds like you're coming to it with a bit of baggage. Uh, I didn't know he was in it until I rewatched it. Okay. So yes, and. The zombie baby thing? I forgot that was in there. Really? That yeah. seemed a little, you know, I, I didn't care for that, but I should have guessed it as soon as I saw a pregnant woman. Which, yeah, it's the Chekhov's gun theory, isn't it? Yeah. A pregnant exactly. woman in a zombie film, she's going to have a zombie baby. Yes, yes. But I will say this. Hmm. That scene at the end where they're in their version of the Dead Reckoning yes. was, was pretty goddamn cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know how they did. Well, I mean, I, I, it's CGI stuff, but man, I was, I, I paused it, rewound it, and watched that scene again. <laughs> that was, that were the like the thousands of zombies are on them. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. There's some really good photography in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate the movie, but I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. That I remembered I did. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So, how do you think it stacks up against the original? Then? Um, is it a, do you think, is it a good remake and not a great film or is it not a great remake and it's an okay film? How's, how do you feel that way? Um, okay. I like the first one much, much better, but mm. this is not a bad remake and it's an all right film. I like, I always liked the opening scene with the running zombies. Yeah. I thought that was a awesome opening. Cause obviously this is, this is more, this is more action orientated. The social yeah. commentary is not, not as, uh, at the forefront in this one, if if it's there at all. Yeah, this one is about running zombies and you know that 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 kind of stuff. This is a it's almost a special effects running zombie showcase more than Dawn of the Dead kind of movie. Okay, actually, I forgot to ask you, how did you think Night of the Living Dead compared to the original? Well, the original is a classic. The original Dawn of the Dead is a classic. Yes, but that remake it's it stacks up pretty well. Okay. So if I put both films in front of you now and said, which one are you going to watch? What would you do? For which movie? For Night of the Living Dead. I would go with the remake only because it's a newer movie. Okay. And what about Dawn? I'd go with the original. And that's not a newer movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no more questions, Your Honor. <laughs> I, uh, it's not that I have a problem with black and white, but I will naturally gravitate towards a more modern colorized movie. You can't say or, problems with black and white. I don't have problems with black you and white. You can't but, say things like that, not in today's society. Uh, yes, I can. All right. <laughs> but if there's a, if there's a good 
colored remake of something, I will gravitate towards that over a black and white. Okay. I suppose the differences between the two Dawn films are probably greater than the differences between the two Night films, aren't they? Yes, in my mind. So I suppose it makes it a totally different film, doesn't it? The Dawn of the Dead thing. It is. In a lot of ways, it it is. And you have to almost divorce yourself from it. But if you compare the two, um, which is sadly what I did when I was watching it last night or yesterday, and and maybe that's the mistake. But if you if you can somehow divorce yourself from the original Dawn of the Dead, the remake is it's not a bad movie. It really isn't. But compared to the original, it just kind of leaves you with, you know, a better than average taste in your mouth. Okay. But damn, that scene with them in the bus. I love that. That oh, was yeah. so cool. That was so cool. Anyways, what uh, what do you think? <laughs> well, I think you and I are going to disagree quicker than I thought. Really? I saw this in theatres. Yes. Same as you. Um, there was only a few other people in there, if I remember correctly. Rand, I think this was just before Land of the Dead came out in the UK. I may be wrong, okay. but I think okay. it was around that time. I came out the cinema because I, I, I went in expecting to hate it. Because I love the original ah, so much. Okay. And I thought this is going to be. And to be fair, the, before this, I think the the big remake was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one, which came out, which I love, as we know. So, yes. Yes. But I went to this. I think they can't redo Dawn of the Dead. How's it going to work? Blah, 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 all the usual nonsense. And I came out, and I didn't love this when I came out. I came out and went, yeah, that was good. They did a good telling of that story because the zombie in the shopping mall thing is the ultimate zombie story, I think. Right. You can't better that story because where would you go in the event of an outbreak? You go somewhere where there's supplies. Right, right. So there you go. There's your story. Over the years, I've bought it on DVD when it came out, the director's cut. Um, I actually bought it on Blu-ray a couple of weeks ago, a US double pack with Land of the Dead, which I got for about six quid, because you can't get a Blu-ray of this in the UK either. Oh, okay. I love this film now. Really? I've seen it probably about a dozen times since cinemas. Okay, okay. And I love it. I don't compare it to the original. To me, they're two separate things. It's like what I said when we did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They both exist, and I love them both, and I don't compare them. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, it's funny you say that because to me, and I don't know why, the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just different enough Yeah. that I can divorce myself from the original. And I guess maybe it's the whole shopping mall theme. Um, yeah okay you, you know what i'm saying in yeah, this yeah, yeah yeah okay, you know. i think it's one of them stories the kernel of the idea i think is great like i said where would you go in the event of that happening you'd go where that you could hole up for a bit sure sure so that's the that's where the comparison with the romero film ends to me it's just that idea and Zack snyder goes somewhere completely different with it i don't think there's any social commentary in there Nothing to the level of what Romero was doing back in the 70s. Right, um, right. I mean, I mean, by the time this remake came out, you know, we'd been living with that shopping mall culture for 30-odd years. So, you know, what, there's nothing new you can do there. Right, right. I like the cast of characters. I think all bases are covered. You know, we've got the uh, arsehole security guards. We've got the ex-police. We've got the nurse. We've got the regular guy. we got, you know, the truck driver. We've got the pregnant woman. Every, everybody's in there. Yep, yep. All the acting's good, I think. I don't think there's any weak links, really. It's so- solid performances, absolutely. Yeah, I think they're all great. Um, the zombie baby thing, I think, yeah, I know what you mean. Again, it's one of those things, it's what you don't show that's probably more powerful. And I think they were always going to have at least one shot of the zombie baby just to put it in there. Yeah, yeah. I think if they'd actually shown the baby's head exploding when they shot it, then that may have been a bit too much. Yeah. 
I like the effects. I think the special effects are brilliant. There's a bit of CGI in there, but it's done fairly well. A lot better than the next film we're going to discuss. And <coughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you said, those scenes of the zombies crawling are all around the bus at the end when there's like thousands of them. I think that's better than the one that's in World War Z when they're all climbing up the wall. I think it's a better shot. Uh, not even comparable. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's one of those films. I think it's, I like the action. I like the acting. I like the special effects. So there's some great memorable shots there. I love the soundtrack. I love, they put that disturbed song in there, Down with the Sickness, which is a great song. And they even did the, uh, it's either the, the Pat Boone or the Richard Cheese version. I don't know. Uh, it's Richard Cheese, I think. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a few other good tracks in there. I think there's some Johnny Cash in there somewhere as well. Yes. Yeah. All well and good. So what did you think about, remember there's the father-daughter team and the father was bitten? Yes. What, what did you think of that whole thing with the, the whole scene with him, him and uh, Ving Rhymes? Uh, Max Headroom, you mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy who plays yes, Max Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah, I did too. Because it puts you in the mindset of, okay, we're in a room here with a man who's with his daughter. He's been bitten, so we know what's going to happen to him. And he's got to say his goodbyes. You've got to shoot him. He knows you've yep. got to shoot him. You know you've got to shoot him. That's right. You know, and it, I think it's played out really well. I think the tension was played just right. Yep, yep. They, they didn't sh- they didn't show it. They just cut away and they didn't show it. You heard the shot in the background. I think Ving Brames carried off. You know the uh, the burden of it yep. that he's got to do. Um, the only scene I didn't really like, and it's the only effect I didn't like. You know, there's that big fat woman who got bitten. Yes. Yes. I don't know why. To me, that just feels... It feels like something that comes out of an Italian horror film when she stands up and starts walking around. I don't know. It's 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 almost it's almost inconsistent with every other zombie in the movie. Yeah, I don't think the zombie makeup looked very good. And I think when she started one, because she's a big, large lady, and I think it just... It reminded me of one of those... um, Something out of Evil Dead or one of those you know, House by yeah. Cemetery type films. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just felt a little bit, like you said, inconsistent with the rest of the film. The tone was, it felt a little bit comical, if you like. Yes, yes, it did. So, yeah, that's the only bit that I'm like, we could snip that bit out and it wouldn't change anything, you know. Yep, yep. But, yeah, apart from that, I love this film. It's really grown on me over the years. Like I sort of alluded to in the last show, it's a bit of a choice between this and Land of the Dead, really. Because I thought they're sort of equally on a par, but having watched it on Blu-ray the other week, I think I probably prefer this to Land of the Dead. Wow! I wrote down what I thought was going to be your rating, and I think I'm off. What did you think? I thought it'd be a solid four for you. Oh, I'm a little bit higher, four and a half. Wow. Okay. Okay. I really like this film, and I think if you can get it on Blu-ray, it makes it all the better because that the sharper images, the big sound, and everything, it just looks fantastic. I uh. I may have to pick it up on Blu-ray then, but I uh, I only have it on DVD. Yeah, I picked up, say, the double pack. It's Dawn of the Dead and Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Obviously, in America, you could probably buy it in any sort of store. But in the UK, I got it second-hand on Amazon. No, brand new on Amazon for, like, £6. Yeah. Uh, I already had Land of the Dead anyway, but it was cheaper to buy that than it was to buy Dawn of the Dead on its own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's there's some European imports. Of, there's a German edition, I think, which is about 10, 11 quid, which has got a different sleeve on it and that sort of thing. So there's a few floating around if you want to pay for it. But I think it's worth it. So what do you think I rated it? You would have gone about three and a half. Yep, that's exactly what I rated it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we're that far off as you thought we were going to be. I don't think we're that far, far off. When you first said about how it's gone down in your estimation, I thought you were going to end up saying like two, two and a half. 
No, 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 no. But I walked out of that theater going, holy shit, this is awesome. I mean, yeah, I was almost yeah. – I, I would have been – yeah. See, I sort of did the opposite. I walked out and went, yeah, that was good. And then over the years, it's just improved for me. Yeah. And I think also it doesn't feel like a film from 2004. And that may seem a strange thing to say, but you know, a lot of the horror films that came out in those early 2000s, you watch them now and you go, oh, that, you could straight away go, that's an early 2000s film. Yeah, it, it's aged very well. I think it's aged quite well, yeah. And the fact that it was made before HD cameras means there's a little bit of grit in the film when you watch it on yep. Blu-ray, which I think helps yep. it as well. There are certain scenes that look really glossy and polished, like in Land of the Dead, like we were saying last time. But there's also other certain scenes where it looks quite gritty. Right, right. Which I like. I just it just adds to it to me. I think they used the correct amount of CGI as well. I don't yeah. think they went. I, they mixed practical and CGI at a, at a very good ratio for this movie too. I think some of the I think the explosions and some of the blood squibs are CGI, but it's not. Yeah. It's not like Diary of the Dead where you see a head melting and it all just looks like something out of Resident Evil video game. Right, right. Or it's not like World War Z where it's you know a hundred percent CGI. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good-looking film, and I th- I'm glad it was treat- Dawn of the Dead was treated with proper respect, and I think. Yes, yes. I think that's yes. the thing. It was done well, it, and it, it gave it the name a bit of mainstream exposure as well. Yep, and I think we can say that safely about Night of the Living Dead, too, is it uh, treated the original with very much respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Which, which leads us nicely into the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it does. Talking of films that treat the original with respect... <clears throat> Should we play a trailer and get it over with? Yes. Okay. Please, please. Is anyone out there? Is anyone still alive? We need help. We're being attacked. We need help right now. What the hell is happening to these people? We are trapped in the radio station. We have to get out of here. Um, do you have a car? Hey, dude, if you're feeling lucky, you go for it. I'd be like crying rip to those fuckers. This is an emergency, okay? People are going absolutely crazy. Please, please, please send help. Oh, God. What the hell are you doing? Out of town is the other way. This is my brother. Get off the couch. <laughs> Himself for potion takes. We can rig these. Get all those things in one place and just blast the shit out of them. Oh my god, mom!
Day of the Dead, 2008, directed by Steve Miner, starring Mina Savari, Nick Cannon, Ving Rhames, there you go, Yes. Michael yes. Welch, Annalyn McCord, Stark Sands, Matt Riffey, and loads of other people I don't know. Right. When a small Colorado town is overrun by the flesh-hungry dead, a small group of survivors try to escape in a last-ditch effort to stay alive. Yes. I'd like, I'd like to see that film. Yes. I, well, we've seen it already. Yeah. Well, yeah, we saw it in Day of the Dead, but the original, but that wasn't a Colorado town. <laughs> well, okay. Then we can go with uh, the original Crazies, or we could go with the movie Contagion. Yeah, or First Blood or something like that. Yeah, or we can just transport 28 days later over here. Either we way. Could. This movie was to be a combination of the crazies 28 days later kind of thing. It, it uh, <laughs> only, okay. It wasn't as good as any of them. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't know about the US, but this didn't get a theatrical release over here. I don't know about the US either. And, uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it didn't. I think this was a straight to DVD effort, <laughs> yes. and you could see why. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, I don't know where to start with this. Um, Did you? Let's just start with the obvious. Since when can zombies walk on ceilings and walls? Yeah, and since when were they fucking vegetarian? Yes. Or yes. Since when did someone who was a vegetarian get bitten and decide they're not going to eat people when they're a zombie? That's right. That's right. It and doesn't fucking happen. <laughs> Since when did zombies attack other zombies? Just fuck off. Right. I know that zombies aren't real, and I know it's never going to happen, but you have to apply a bit of consistency and logic to this. Yes. Yes. So you have to go with the theory of if it was to happen, how would they be? Yeah. And now Romero has given us countless films where he's shown you the, the behavior of the zombies. Yes. And even other filmmakers have done their own zombie films. They put their own spin on it. But it's always been contained within a certain, I don't want to say believability, but within the realms of, I don't know, a fantastical reality, if you like. Yes. Yes. There are constraints. There are constraints. Yes. Even, I'm, I'm going to say this, don't anybody shoot me, but even within the Stephen King zombie of the cell, it was constrained within a certain amount of reality. Zombie-like characteristics. Yes. Any film that has a reanimated corpse, you tend to know what behavior to expect from that corpse, right? Correct. Right. So, Day of the Dead, 2008, we've got a vegetarian zombie. Yes. Who fends off the other zombies and helps the heroes escape. Yes. Like the the fucking A-team. And then we have a zombie, like you said, runs across the ceiling, a bit like that nurse in Exorcist 3. Yep. Or the werewolves in Underworld. Or like Spider-Man. Or like (laughs) Spider-Man. And you have to wonder how much of these silly things that Steve Miner was aware of, whether this was put in after he'd finished shooting. You have to wonder what the actors were thinking of, because there's some, I say good actors, there's some solid actors. Mina Savari and Ving Rhames. Yes, yes. You have to wonder what Ving Rhames was doing here, seeing as though he was in Dawn of the Dead remake, playing a different character. <laughs> Even though these films aren't actually connected, but oh, this film's a, this film's a shitstorm. Yes, it is a big steaming. And did you get the feeling that every single zombie looked alike in this movie? It's yes. like they made they made a a, a a shite William Shatner mask and they just <laughs> handed them out. <laughs> well, they did that with the Halloween sequels. 
Well, yes, but uh, they, they didn't even do that. They just, they just here's a CGI template. Let's do everybody the same. Yes, yes. Uh, I paid ten quid for this fucking DVD. Oh, in two thousand and nine. <laughs> Bear in mind, I was unemployed. I'd lost my job. I had very little money, and for some reason, I can't remember how, I got, I managed to get my hands on a tenner. And I went to the shop, and I went, oh look, there's a Day of the Dead remake. I didn't know that was there. And my missus said to me, oh, treat yourself, you don't buy yourself anything very often. So I did. Oh, yeah. Ten quid. Wow. Which to someone who's unemployed, you know. Yes, yes. That's a lot of beer. <laughs> no, yes. it's not. No, it's not. Uh, no, so yeah, I literally had £10 in my pocket. Oh, look, there's a day of the dead remake. My missus said, go on, treat yourself, you don't buy anything. Nah, nah, nah. And I bought it, and I watched it, and I was angry. <laughs> That's because you just took a £10 sterling note, <laughs> wadded it up, and threw it in the toilet. I may as well have just burnt that £10. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I would dare. I would dare say I can find better things to say about the next generation that I spent £10 on. Than you could about this. I think, uh, yeah, with Texas Chainsaw Next Generation, it's bonkers, but there is an element of you want to watch it to see what happens next. Yes. With this, I didn't give a shit. You're just hoping it's over soon. I, it's terrible. I mean, did did you did you notice? Did you notice mm. that prior to going into the bunker, all the main characters were making headshots yeah. one after the other. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. get they get into the bunker. And they, they can't aim the, for the guts. Yeah. They, they can't hit the broad side of a bar. I just stood up and went, just, oh, yeah. It was almost a rage watch for me. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, to me, these weren't even zombies. These were, they, these were more like the, the infected. Yes. Um, and I'm not, that's not, I'm not just talking about the speed that they ran at or anything like that. They really actually did look like just people who, you know, suddenly developed. But this was what gets me. <laughs> You watch the Romero zombie films, right? Somebody gets yep. bitten. Over the course of the next 20 minutes of the film, their skin gets paler. Their eyes get darker. Yes. You know, they gradually, gradually turn until there's nothing left. Then they rise up. Yes. You know, and uh, their skin might go a bit green. It might look like rigor mortis is setting in. Yeah? On yeah. this In this film, you get bitten, right? And suddenly you turn into, like, a, a villain from a Marvel film. I think what we're missing, what we're missing on that is the, um, somebody yelled cut. Somebody said called for the, the zombie William Shatner mask. They ran out, put it on the guy. Action. Yeah. That's, and that's what we're missing. Suddenly the eyes go. It's more evil dead, but it's not even good evil dead. The eyes go white. The skin suddenly splits open. There's boils and welts and God knows what. And there's, you know, bits of flesh hanging off them. And they're melting and they're not melting. And they've got vampire teeth and they're snarling. And it's, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Steve exactly. Miner, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. You've made better films than this. Yep, yep. You know, you made two Friday the 13th sequels. You made a Halloween sequel. You made Lake Placid. What the fuck are you it, doing with this? <sighs> I mean, yeah. And you almost want to ask them, did you do this or was this all done? Uh, one of those things where you shot it, walked away, and then somebody just was stoned out of their mind and put it together backwards. Either that or somebody's got something on him and they said, you're making this film. I don't know. Maybe maybe he needed to pay the white bill. Maybe it was just a paycheck. But there's no I mean, Steve Miner's not a director, I would say, is an auteur. But it's just it doesn't feel like anything that, that he's made before. Yeah. It feels like a quick cash-in. 
Um, I don't know what Romero ever thought of this, whether he saw it and I know he commented on the Dawn of the Dead remake, but I just, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how this can. It, it, it gets worse. Yeah. He directed how H2O. He also yeah. did that awesome Lake Placid movie. Yeah. That's it. For the love of God, what was he thinking? What and happened? So Friday the 13th parts two and three. Yeah. I, I, you just, you're like, what the hell? Mm. Yeah. This is a bullshit film. This is, it's sci-fi level. I would say sci-fi channel level stuff. Yes, yes. I, I, if this had been an original film and not called Day of the Dead, if this had just been called, you know, Colorado Zombie Attack, I might be a bit more kind to it. But this is Day of the Dead. You're trading off of the name of a fucking classic. Yes. And I don't know. I don't know what Ving Rhames was doing signing up to this. I guess this was a paycheck for him. Uh, I'm sure Mina Savari, who I like in lots of other things, I'm sure somebody convinced her to do it and she didn't really know what she was signing up for. You know, hey, you're going to be in this remake of this George Romero classic, blah, blah, blah. That's not what we got. Right, no. <laughs> it's not what yeah. we got at all. And oh, This guy directed the, the ever-popular Warlock. I love that movie. What, with Julian Sands? Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate Julian Sands. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's great. He directed House. Ah, uh, House. That was the one I was trying to think of, yes. How in the hell did he do this? What were you thinking, Steve? Well, perhaps we'll ask him. Perhaps Gore Blimey could ask him. Because he's doing the Steve Miner thing on his show. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be covering this one, though. I hope he oh, God. Yeah, this is just a dis- top to top to bottom disaster. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. What did you score? Yeah, one. <laughs> okay. I went one and a half. Shall I tell you why I went one and a half? Uh, somebody had good boobs in it. What? Well, yeah, Mina Savari, because I think she's a bit fit. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, I like the guy whose name escapes me. The big fat guy who plays the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name. Yes. He's in loads of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think was, he's British. He's a British actor putting on an accent, but um, yeah, he was quite fun. He was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, <laughs> he was good. He was. Good. Yeah, but uh, oh Dan, this is just a very, very poor film. What's the guy's name? I'm looking. Ian McNeese. That's his name. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I've seen him in loads of things, and you'll know his face when you see him. He's in Ace Ventura and. No escape and lots of other things like that. So, gotcha. uh, yeah, there you go. You gave it one. I gave it one and a half. I'll probably never watch it again. It'll go on my shelf next to other zombie DVDs. I paid 95 cents for it. Um, I feel better that I didn't pay 10 pounds for it, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I own the DVD. I shall keep the DVD for consistency and the fact that I've got all the Romero films and the remakes there. Yep. But, um, oh, God. Yeah, I'll never watch it again. Right, before we order our films from the last few shows, okay, I'm going to mention a few of the other remakes that you may or may not be aware of. Fire away. Films are connected with these Romero films. Have you heard of Day of the Dead 2, Contagium? No. No, you don't want to. It was made in 2005, so it's a, <laughs> it's a sequel to the original Day of the Dead. Somehow somebody got the name. It could be the same team that did The Creep Show 3. I want to say it is, but it may not be. It's a proper half-star piece of shit zombie film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I watched it once. In fact, let's call up my letterbox review now. Oh, God. I put any words down. I just put watched half a star. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah, um, I hope George Romero never saw this. Um, if he did, I hope that there were lawsuits or violence occurred because <laughs> Day of the Dead 2 Contagium is an absolute piece of crap and it makes the Day of the Dead remake look like Dawn of the Dead. It's absolute shite. So don't <sighs> even bother with that. As I alluded to earlier, there was a 3D remake of Night of the Living Dead, which came out came out okay. in the early 2000s, I want to say, uh, with Sag. Um, it's crap. <laughs> I think there's some tits in it, if I remember correctly. I have it on the... I've got Region 1 DVD up on my shelf with some blue and red 3D glasses. Yeah, it's crap, but Sid Haig's in it on the front cover, sort of painting a pitchfork in a 3D effect, which I quite like. It's Sid Haig. <laughs> Cashing a paycheck. And yeah, fortunately, yeah, yeah. they made a sequel to it called Night of the Living Dead Reanimation or Reanimated. Sid Haig's not in that. Div off from the Wishmaster films is, and it's even fucking worse. Oh, God. It, it is worse. worse. I can't even remember the story. I watched it about five years ago and I'll never watch it again. Um, but yeah, the one with Sid Haig is a very, very loose remake of the original. You know, there's a farm with a barn in it and zombies trying to get in. It's not as terrible. It's probably not as terrible as the Day of the Dead remake. And there's a, there's some tits in it, so <laughs> in 3D. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah, that, that that almost makes it better just yeah, for face tits, value. Sid Haig 3D. If you can find it cheap, buy it for a pound. <laughs> you know that type of thing. Watch it and then fuck it off. Never watch it again. <laughs> there was also oh, uh, there was another film that had the Night of the Living Dead title. Oh, hang on. Which I was going to mention, Night of the Living Dead. Oh yeah, Night of the Vision, uh, which is a not a remake, but it's called Night of the Living Dead in name only. Came out on DVD in 2000. Don't bother. Gotcha. <laughs> Actually, fuck, yeah, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, people keep using the name and it's just, no, stop it. <laughs> Why do people, because uh, the name's in the public domain, people have to keep using it. If you're a fan of Night of the Living Dead, do not look at past the Romero original and the Tom Savini remake yeah. and the others. So the Sid Haig one, if you see it for a pound, pick it up, watch it, and then get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, right, oh. so do we want to uh, rank the nine films that we've seen? Yes. Right, what's your favourite? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. The original? Yes. Now, this is, this is the most difficult bit I've had to decide, because day or dawn, day or dawn, and for me, and I think for the last few years, Day of the Dead has been my absolute favourite. Oh, nice. All right. But oh. on this rewatch, I may go back to Dawn. Oh. Yeah. So I think today I'm going to say Dawn of the Dead is my favourite. Maybe I'll have to watch Amityville 2 and change it from a one-star rating to a two-star rating. Oh, for fuck. I, I don't get why you don't like that film. What's not to And like? you know what's funny is I'd watch it again and go, well, shit, I'm going to have to watch it again and see if hated as much as I thought. I don't know. It just... I've even put it out there on Twitter that you hate. Yes! I've taken a lot of shit for that. I know! <laughs> and I'll keep doing it till you like it. Watch it again. I just... I don't know what there is not to like. I'll have to... I'll have to watch it again. It works as a serious film and it works as a fucking onic film as well. <laughs> and my number two is... Uh, not in the living dead. Oh, my number two is going to be Day Changeable with Dawn at any given yeah. time. Okay. Uh, my number three, this is where we'll we'll take a dramatic departure, is Land of the Dead. Really? Yes. Okay. I really like that one. Yeah, yeah, I, see, I thought you would, yeah. Okay. Um, I, guess I struggled with this. 
I was going to go Night of the Living Dead, or shall I go Dawn of the Dead remake? Eh, 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 eh. I'm going to say Night of the Living Dead, the original. Okay. Now, my number four um, is uh, interesting for you. I actually put down Night of the Living Dead remake. Okay. Uh, I That film just – I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's more enjoyable than a lot of the films on this list. So. Yes. Okay. My number four is Dawn of the Dead remake. Look at that. Look at that. Yep. Now, this one I've scribbled out time and time again, but I think I'm going to go ahead and stick with Day of the Dead original. Okay. For my number five. Okay. My number five is Land of the Dead. I think Dawn of the Dead remake just edges it for me there. Yep. Yep. And number six for me is uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Okay. My number six is Night of the Living Dead remake. We're all completely flipped on some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number seven, believe it or not, was survival. My number seven was Diary of the Dead. Wow. I would just suspect that that you like the found footage better than me. Oh, well, I gave my reasons why I liked it last show. Absolutely. My number eight, Diary of the Dead. My my number eight is Survival of the Dead. Yep, and of course. (laughs) We both agree on a last place. Yes, yes. And my hundredth, hundredth movie is Day of the Dead. Yeah, that's my last one as well. Absolute bloody shite. (laughs) That list, I would say, don't even bother with. Unless you can watch it for free, don't bother. Yes. I think all the others have at least some merit to them. Even Survivor of the Dead. Yes, yes. And that's more in the, in almost the comedy goofiness of it. Yeah. Than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in the Father Tedness of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right then, so that's our look at the Romero's zombie film. That's it. It's been been good fun, apart from the fact that George Romero died during the middle of it. But, yes, yes. But there we go. It's done and dusted. That one's done and dusted. So we've got a little bit of feedback, just the one today, which I shall read out. It's from our good buddy, Gore Blimey. Yeah, it's quite lengthy, so uh, Gore sent us something quite long <laughs> and quite hard. Ooh. Ooh. Well, go ahead and give it a firm thrashing. I shall wrap my lips around it and see as how far I get. oh i can't believe i said right here we go (coughs) hi guys that's it you cough as soon as i fucking start (laughs) i've been holding that cough in until you start (laughs) hi guys gore blimey here from the trilogy of terror podcast with a few thoughts on just in case we didn't know who he was who are the few (laughs) thoughts on those remakes of the dead (laughs) so we don't confuse him with another gore blimey that's right (laughs) <laughs> right george a romero's original zombie trilogy of films so iconic so well loved and so groundbreaking you think anyone wanting to remake one would be a very brave director indeed or an idiot i have to admit i haven't seen the day of the dead remake so i can't comment on that one and that's ironic considering i've just been working on a podcast episode about the director steve minor gore gore if you're listening abandon mission abort mission abandon mission of any viewing of Steve Miner's Land of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. <laughs> but I last watched the other two a couple of years back, and I'll try to remember my general thoughts about them. I'm not normally a big fan of classic horror film remakes, unless they can offer something fresh, while still respecting the spirit of the original. Yes, I know I said I like the amping Ryan Reynolds in a clinging wet t-shirt for half the film, not giving it a fresh take. He has to, I'll say he has to cram in Ryan Reynolds there, but he, he hasn't crammed in Ryan Reynolds yet, has he? Although he's certainly trying to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but being serious, in my view, Dawn, get these two things right. 
They might not do the social commentary stuff in the same way as Romero, but they give us the same basic story in a more updated way. Improvements, I also mean society's views and cinema audience expectations too. In the original Night of the Living Dead, the weak point for me was a bit of a wet tea towel, but in Savini's remake, the women are more assertive. At the point when 1960s Barbara goes all silent and glassy-eyed, Barbara 2.0 gets her act together and kicks serious ass in order to survive. There's a bigger budget here, so there's more gore, better special effects and a great score. Phobic tension and the same subtext that the zombies are the second most dangerous creatures to worry about in all this. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, yeah. The most film would have been the die-hard fans of Romero's original, and Savini tackles this by adding lots of deliberate references to it, often in a light-hearted way. Showing his 68 film, but is paying homage to it. We all know he's working. He's worked in horror cinema for years, but it's easy to forget this was his directorial. You should feel pretty proud of what he achieved. Oh, and by the way, the VHS artwork was one of my favourite box covers from the 90s. Just saying, yes, it was one of mine too. The VHS cover was great. The DVD cover's not bad, actually. They make a quite uh, good startling image. Ah, OK. So the UK DVD's got a different artwork to the um, uh, the US one. It's quite good. Zack Snyder created a glossy, more action-packed Dawn of the Dead in 2004, still using the basic story and setting of the original, but making the zombies much faster and using more advanced filming techniques. CGI in films these days, but I think it's not bad at all in this. The writers could easily have made the characters one-dimensional zombie snacks, but I like how they cared about what happened to them. It's violent, gory, fast-paced, incredibly tense at times, and still has that feeling of dread all the way through. This Dawn Mares was, and the social commentary is less explicit, but it's a damn good popcorn movie that's made me jump out of my seat more than once. I watched it in a theatre and in sudden shock. What, are you trying to tell us you wait yourself? <laughs> sure you want to share that with the group? <laughs> anyway, one of those very rare occasions when a child in a horror film actually frightened me, and the downbeat post-credits ending, which felt like a road who stuck with it to the last second. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't mention that, the post-credits scene in Dawn Yeah, we, we, we didn't really talk about that, but yeah. Yeah, good fun, good fun. See some extra titties. While I do think Romero's Dead trilogy films are still incredibly important and every horror fan should watch them, I want to add something that might be controversial. I really like these Night and Dawn remakes. I like them as much as the originals. There, I said it. While they tell the same stories in the same scenario well as horror movies in their own right, I find them fun, scary, well-produced and above all great entertainment. As I did the originals, of course. Same about the Day of the Dead remake. No, not if you've got any fucking sense, you haven't. <laughs> I don't know. I love Steve Miner's other horror work, but I've heard mutterings about it, and, well, I'll just wait and see what you guys make of it. Uh, then there's a bit of praise at the bottom. Cheers, guys. Love gore. I don't read praise out. I'm not doing that. Understand. Yeah. This isn't Radio yeah, 1. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's great. Well, brilliant. Thanks for that, Gore. Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said yeah, there. Yeah, I think we both do. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking... The Night and Dawn remakes are good films in their own yes. right, as you said. Yes. But they do keep some of that, that feel of the original, especially the Night remake. That does feel that claustrophobic edge right. that the original had. Right. And, uh, yeah, and say Dawn is, is an action film more than it is a horror film, I expect. But, um, yeah, does its own thing as well. And uh, I hope you don't watch Day of the Dead. Because <laughs> I know don't. you will watch it. But you can't say we didn't warn you. We're telling you now. I suppose you've got to for the sake of completion for your show, but... You know, yep. we've told you. Brilliant. Right. Thanks, Gort. That's the only feedback we got this week. So, shock news last week. We uh, we lost George Romero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the father of zombies. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's weird. I felt the same, a bit the same when Wes Craven died a couple of years ago. I suppose when nobody's getting any younger and we our heroes who we've grown up with are um, starting to shuffle off. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet John Carpenter's shitting himself right now. 
I, I think I actually tweeted somebody get bubble wrap around John Carpenter quickly. <laughs> Him and Cronenberg, that's all we got left now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it, it, it it's very sad when you know the the you know George Romero, who's been just utterly influential in the horror genre, passed away. It is. I mean, we don't. We've never really spoken much on here about our favorite directors and writers and producers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but Romero was one of those guys who I discovered very early on, and along with Carpenter. I felt like I sh- he's felt important because his films came out with his name in the title. It was always George Romero's right. Day of the Dead, you know, the same as you got John Carpenter's Halloween and all this sort of stuff. Right, right. So right. I think when you're young and you see that, you think, well, this is somebody that I should be aware of then. Because um, you never saw Wes Craven put his name in anything. You did later on, but at the time it wasn't Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street or anything like that. Right, right, right. Exactly. And I first became aware of George Romero, I think it was probably the box of creep show that was in the video shop in the 80s. It was quite ah. prominent on the shelf. And I can't remember whether I saw that or I saw Day of the Dead first, but it was around the same time. So we're talking about 85, 86, mid 80s. And it was just, I want to see more of what this guy can do. And, you know, as you go through your horror films, when you start becoming aware of everybody and all the films that you should be watching, and George Romero's name always cropped up, along with Night of the Living Dead, which I first saw in the late prized version on a VHS. And okay, okay. Uh, it was one of those things you always use, you know, when you're reading books about horror films and you need to see Night of the Living Dead and all this sort of stuff. And then I saw it and I went, is this it? I said, this is terrible. <laughs> it's like Sesame Street. Look at the colouring. It's terrible. And then I realised, oh, it's supposed to be in black and white. Blah, 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 blah. So I saw yeah, yeah. saw the proper version and then went, ah, that makes sense now. And uh, yeah, it's just since then, I obviously got the, the dead films as soon as they were available on DVD and Blu-ray and everything else. And yeah, it's just he's been a constant in my life, along with, you know, Wes Craven and John Carpenter and all those guys as much as anyone else. But I think Romero is up there probably as one, uh, one director. Who I go, that's my guy. That's my favorite director. But I've got a handful of right. people whose, whose work I would always gravitate to. And and uh-huh. Romero is one of them, along with Rob Zombie, I'm going to say, because uh, that winds people up when I say he's one of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I love his work. But yeah, Romero, definitely. I think more so than John Carpenter for me. Say my handful was always Romero, Cronenberg and Craven from that era. They were my three. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's, it's sad. It's very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, should we just have a look, little look through his filmography? Yep. The uh, it's funny because the first the first Romero film that I saw in the theater was uh, Creepshow, and I loved it, so I went back and started watching his other stuff and really liked it. I think Carpenter probably is is one of my faves just because I saw the thing when I was a very wee lad and it just clicked. Yeah, that was it. But I I like and I've gone back and watched almost probably almost all of Romero's stuff, and you know and see. Just to go through his directorial credits. Yeah. The first film is listed on IMDb is a short film called Expert. Expert. Don't know that one. Never seen yep. that. I, I can't. Yep, I've never seen that. So either. then we move to Night of the Living Dead, which we've obviously spoken about. There's always Vanilla. Have you seen that? I have not. Have you? No, I did own it. It was on the special features of the Season of the Witch DVD. And uh, Season of the Witch is actually the next one on the list. And I never actually watched it. And I've sold that DVD now, but if you're in the UK, Arrow Video are putting out a George Romero box set in October, which contains There's All Witch and the Crazies. 
Have you got it? Uh, have you got it pre-ordered? I'd imagine it's going to sell out. Yeah, I've got it pre-ordered. Yeah, as soon as it was announced. So yeah, that, those are the next three films in his filmography. So you haven't seen those always now. Have you seen Season of the Witch? No, I've not seen that one either. I'll be honest, it's not a great film in terms. Okay. It's not an exciting film. If you imagine Rosemary's Baby, but take the baby element out, it's that sort of thing. It's basically witches re- meeting in a in a housewife's house trying to make her want into their. Ah. It's very, very early 70s. Um, it's probably more of a melodrama than it is a horror. Okay. I think I went into it expecting one thing and getting another. So right, I imagine when right. uh, the Blu-ray comes through, I, I shall uh, give it another watch. Yep, there you go. Yeah, and I imagine it's one of those films you need to see once or twice to get a feel of what Mero was trying to achieve with it. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I just went into it expecting, you know, uh, Rosemary's Baby, and it wasn't quite that. But yeah, and that was followed by The Crazies. Have you seen that, the original? Yes, yes. I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of The Crazies. Yeah, I like The Crazies. It's similar to Dawn of the Dead in lots of ways, but... Yeah, but it's a good movie. Yeah. But it's Romero getting back to his um, anti-authority, you know, the government's out to get you social commentary. Because <laughs> he, he, well, he was an old hippie, wasn't he? Yeah, so yeah absolutely. They're, um, always interesting, his film. That's the thing about these films from this era. They're not always great, but they're always interesting. Yes. Yeah. Let's scroll up a bit. He did a TV movie documentary called O.J. Simpson, Juice on the Loose. <laughs> I imagine that would play quite ironically nowadays. Yes, yes. It, it, it. I mean, at the time, it was okay. Yeah. Obviously, with O.J. Simpson doing the things that he's done or not yes, done, yes. if the lawyers are listening. He's <laughs> found innocent, so. You know. As if they'd be listening. No one fucking listens. Anyway, yeah. right. <laughs> That's our audience, O.J. Simpson's lawyer. Uh, so the next major film he did was in 1978, which was Martin. Now, this is one vampire, and it's one that is on my list to see. You haven't seen I it? I have not seen it. Ah, yeah, it's a great film. It's very much, I think it makes a nice companion piece to something like Let the Right One In or something like that. It's got that vibe to it. Really? Where okay. it's, it's not a quote unquote vampire film in the sense of Fright Night or The Lost Boys or Hammer Dracula or anything right. like that. Or the uh, Vampire, the Count Yorgi or whatever that one's called. Yeah. Count Yorgi. Yeah, it's more suggestive. It's very Romero. It's very 70s Romero. So it's not a vampire film that would appeal to a mass audience, but at the same okay. time, if you're familiar with his work, you yeah, it's a great film. Arrow put it out on DVD over here a few years ago in a really nice special edition, which has been out of print for years. And I picked up a copy last year for about 12 quid. Oh, nice. Hand. The copies I'd seen were like 40, 50 quid. Right. And I saw this one. I thought, I've got to get it. If I don't get it now, then I won't get right. it. And, uh, yeah, have the rights to it anymore because I think there's been calls on Twitter since Romero died to, for somebody to release a Blu-ray of it. But I'm pretty sure Arrow don't have the rights to it anymore. So I guess that won't be in the box set then. Huh? No, the box set's just the three films I mentioned earlier. Oh, okay. So gotcha. yeah, if somebody can get the rights to Martin, put it out on a Blu-ray, that's a surefire winner. I guarantee it. But it's one of those films more than I was expecting to. Yeah, I love, I love, I love those kind of films when you go in and you, you got low expectations and you come out and go, damn, that was pretty good. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, 70s Romero is very downbeat, very, um, it's even slow, a lot of his, but, but there's always a purpose yes. to it. And Martin is one of those films where it works. The, the slow pace and the downbeat to its advantage completely. And it's a really, right. really good film. So yeah, do put it, if you can get hold of it, a copy in the US, I don't know who put it out in the US, and then get it. Oh, uh, no, I don't think you can get it in the U.S. because I'm 
looking at uh, DVDs listing on Amazon Marketplace for 150 bucks. Yeah, it's obviously out of print in the US as well. Then this one, put it on your on like a watch list, and then if one crops up at a reasonable price, then grab it. Yeah, I've just there's an imported version on here on Amazon UK. It's not the Arrow version, but it is a DVD. It's a Spanish. It's a Spanish edition, huh? So it's Region Two only. Oh. So there's some vers- there's different versions floating around. It's worth keeping an eye out for one, I think. So anyway, after Martin, he did Dave uh, Dawn of the Dead, which obviously we've just spoken about. I think is yep. probably the crowning masterpiece in his back catalogue. I think you're right. I think, I think in right. terms of what it achieves, what it sets out to achieve, and its influence and everything else, I think I don't think Romero was ever better. Really. Uh, it, I absolutely would agree. I, I, I do think that's, it, it's certainly personally, I agree. With yeah. That. Even though I think Day of the Dead as well, I think has certainly has lots of merits that it beats Dawn in. I think Dawn as an overall film, just for the fact that it's Romero putting his own commentary on it as well. It's just, it's an amazing film. Yes. I absolutely agree. Uh, so after that, we got Night Riders. Have you seen that one? I have not. Ah, okay. That's an interesting film. Arrow put that out a few years ago. Yeah, it's about people doing night, medieval night reenactments on motorbikes, basically. Which doesn't sound that great. <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I, I, I gotta tell you, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, no. And I was a bit, cause I hadn't seen it before Arrow put it out and I, I reviewed it and I was a little bit pensive going in cause I was like, yeah, really? But you've got, and Tom Savini in the cast. Yes. Uh, Savini, a fairly, good leading role actually for for at that time your woman patricia tallman's in it is she is she yes get on that from martin and day of the dead is in it and ken Faree's in it and martin ferrero from jurassic parks in it so there's a lot of faces in there that you'll know okay it's it's basically like a carnival troupe of medieval reenactments guys but um ed harris is he sort of takes it all very seriously and he sort of starts to lose his mind and think that it's that's his reality okay, if you gotcha. like. Stephen King's in it as well, actually, while I'm talking oh, about it. Yeah. Nice. He puts in a little appearances in the crowd. So yeah, it's one of those, I wouldn't say it's a great film, but it's certainly an interesting film and it was much more entertaining than I thought it would be. And I think in the hands of a different director, it may have been really terrible, but this is Romero. Romero's ideas that they seem clutch. Way, you know. Right, right, but, I do. But when you actually see it in action, you see the commentary that he puts on it and you think, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, he followed that up with Creepshow, which we both love. And yes. That is absolutely. a film. We are going to do that one yeah. day. You know? Yeah. Well, there's some, so it's technically a franchise. <laughs> ah, no, uh, there's only two of them, really. <laughs> there, I know. And, <laughs> but we made it, we made it through the Land of the Dead remake, so. Nah. I mean, oh, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah, I know. But have you seen Creepshow 3? No. Well, yeah, don't comment just yet then, because. To put Day of the Dead remake on. Yeah. Oh, Honestly, I really <laughs> hope Romero sued over Creepshow 3. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking terrible, <laughs> Creepshow 3. We will get there one day. But, um, yeah, Creepshow, classic anthology. Again, lots of Romero-isms in there. Tom Savini had a big hand in making that as well. And I think, yeah, it's hugely enjoyable. It brings out the EC Comics influence that Romero toyed with in his other films. Yeah, it, it absolutely. Very... Now, is it one or two that has the crate with Adrian Barbo? That's, oh, that's the God first one. Me, and Hal Holbrook. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Romero didn't direct the second creep show. He just, uh, writer and producer, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That was followed by Day of the Dead, which again, we've just spoken about. I think 
certainly a peak for Tom Savini, that film. That statement, I would absolutely agree with you on. Yeah, and Romero's writing, I don't think it's maybe not as... I think it's probably a bit more subtle in terms of the social commentary than Dawn of the Dead, but yeah, I can't fault Day of the Dead, I just love it. Well, you know, in this day and age of uh, science deniers, it's uh, its commentary is a little more... Uh, it holds up more over time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It may be stupid science, but it's just that whole concept of, you know, science and guns are the answer is uh, pretty relevant today. Well, I mean, like with Dawn of the Dead, you know, the shopping mall culture we've lived with for so long, so maybe the commentary may may or may not stand up as well. I suppose people are still consumers, aren't they, with the internet yeah, and everything yeah. else? But yeah, Day of the Dead certainly stands as uh, yeah, the absolutely. military and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, great. Following that was Monkey Shines in 88. Have you seen that? I have not. No, I haven't. I thought I had, and I was getting it mixed up with another film. But um, no, I haven't seen that. I do remember it on the shelf in the, my local VH shop when I was younger. Yes. And and I think it's the only one on this list, apart from the O.J. Simpson one and that first one we mentioned, that I haven't seen. The uh, I, I don't know about your local video shops, but uh, ours would always do, uh, especially around Halloween. They'd put all the Romero films together. They'd put all the Carpenter movies oh, right. together, and they'd all be st- all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I remember that would imply you've got staff who know what they're talking about. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that one happened well, over here. And I think from what I've seen, like on um, and descriptions, and from what I've seen on uh, like uh, Video Nasty's document document doc, documentaries, you guys had everybody and their brother renting videotapes. Yeah, here it was a little different that we would have more dedicated video stores uh oh, i see you know because it was it was quite expensive back in the day i mean the movies were 80 to 100 dollars yeah when that first oh started, yeah i mean so. yeah when when it first started over yeah any sort of action and do it yeah i think it'd been going a few years before the sort of dedicated independence coming right and here you know and it was common because you know again stores and every once in a while a gas station may rent a handful of videos but um you know, yeah. they always had the the curtained room. And I think that's <laughs> where they made a. Uh, I think that's where they made a, a a fair amount of cash. Oh yeah, yeah, the under the counter stuff. Yeah, well, as we call it. Yeah. Uh, no, because under the counter stuff here implies illegal. But yeah, just stuff that you shouldn't be watching. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, okay. So one that I've seen. Maybe somebody will put a, a decent special edition of it out. Who knows? That's the sort of thing Arrow Video would probably do. One of those films. Which, which one was that? I'm sorry. Monkey Shines. Ah, yes. Monkey yeah. Shines. One of those films. I could imagine Arrow Video putting out a nice special edition of it at some. Which was followed by Two Evil Eyes. Have you seen that one? Yes, I have. Ah, the one he did with Ray Argento. Yeah. Yep. I I quite like that movie. Yeah, he did the first segment, the facts in the case of Mr. Valdemar. Yes. I quite like that section. Arrow did put out Two Evil Eyes on DVD over here a few years ago, so it is available fairly cheaply. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of criticisms about Romero's section on Two Evil Eyes because it is fairly fairly dark and fairly sort of plodding in places, but I think it's quite effective. I thought it was a great, I mean, it, it was a great thriller. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a thriller than it is a horror thing. Yeah, I think that you're right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think because it came out at the peak of sort of the 80s special effects, you know, Evil Dead reanimator, Frank Hannon, a lot of that type of stuff. It probably does feel a little pedestrian when put up against those types of films. But I think on its own, in, when you look at it in uh, against Romero's other work, I think, oh, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid thriller. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, You know, when I saw it, I, I couldn't get why people kind of slagged on about it a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I actually prefer it to Odito's bit, to be honest. I haven't watched it for a while, if I'm honest, but uh, yeah, I might, may put it on later. 
Right. <laughs> right. That was followed up in 93 with The Dark Half, the Stephen King adaptation. I guess you've yes. seen that. Yes, I have. I haven't. Um, I've got it. I've got it in my pile of discs behind me. I've just never watched it. it it's uh, it, it's not a blockbuster, but it's not, you know, a crappy movie by any stretch of the imagination. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, to me, it's just, you know, it's a solid three movie. Three, three and a half. Yeah. I, I think I may dig it out and move it to the top of the pile and give it a watch. Yeah. My pile for ages. I've just never got to it. So, yeah, that was 93. Then Romero sort of disappeared from the scene for a few years. And he came back in 2000 with Bruiser. Have you seen that? I did not like it. It didn't click with me. And I think this is one of those movies that you don't like it or you like it. There is no, well, it's okay kind of ground. I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I just didn't care for it. I don't think it ever got a UK proper UK release, actually. The reason I did watch it at the time film is the fact that the Misfits are in it. And I'm a massive Misfits fan. I, I love the Michael Graves era stuff as well, which I know most people don't like you saying. They go, oh, only Glenn Danzig's the singer of the Misfits. Yes, but I like the Michael Graves stuff as well. <laughs> Much like the remakes of Dawn of the Dead, you, you can have the Michael Graves stuff. You can listen to them equally. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, one doesn't replace the other. Um, yeah. So the Graves era Misfits are in Did their Scream video around that time. Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. Oh, YouTube that, man. That's a great video. Okay. Type in Misfit Scream, and it's like a zombie outbreak in a hospital video. Oh, nice. Romero nice. directed at the time. Nice. And you know what's funny is I may get uh, a little bit of heat for this, but I'm not a dancing fan. I, I just... Um... It's Michael Graves on the Scream video, so don't worry okay. about it. Okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> I, he's one of those guys that I just never... Yeah, all right. I can take him or leave him. I like some of his stuff, but I'm very open to his faults. Have you heard his latest album? No. Oh, I have. Only one song I liked on it. He needs to, he needs to do something with his voice and albums. It's either overproduced or underproduced. It's never quite right. <laughs> he hasn't made a brilliant album since Danzig 4, in my opinion. But okay. <clears throat> Anyway, Bruiser. Yeah, I didn't like it very much. Um, but I've seen a lot of people coming out since Romero died saying that it's a really, really good album. But I don't know, maybe worth a revisit. Just Not for me. See. <laughs> I, <can't>. no. <laughs> I went into it with a lot of goodwill. Like I said, it's Romero, it's like, and I think I sort of zoned out about halfway through. I was like, it's just not grabbing my attention right, at right, all. Right, right, right. The three dead films, Land, Diary, and Survival. So he always comes back to the dead stuff in the end, but there was always a lot of interesting stuff in between. Right. And also, because it was announced that was going to be producing Road of the Dead, I think that made his death all the more shocking, because I don't think... You know, we were expecting some more good stuff from him. Or, or more stuff from him. I don't know about good stuff, I'll be honest. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because <laughs> they are going to carry on with it, apparently. It's got the potential to be a goofy-ass good time of a movie. You know, it, it does. To make a good, solid, goofy-ass, great time watching kind of movie. I think what would be nice, and this is totally my conjecture, but someone like Tom Savini got involved with it. Yes. Took over the reins that Romero had started the film off as a tribute yep yep i, it, I uh, think that would be fantastic because you know those last three dead from a lot of stick from a lot of people and even the reaction to the road of the dead stuff that's come out so far okay yeah all right zombies driving race cars blah 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 but i think in the right hands say someone like savini who's worked with romero on lots of projects could take hold of it and really turn into something good then yeah i'm all up for yeah. that please don't let steve minor get anywhere near it no offense steve but please <laughs> Yeah, I'm not so sure how much of all the damage in that film was Steve Miner, but there, there you go. go. Yeah, I like to think it wasn't. Me too, because I like his other stuff. 
Exactly. So yeah, George Romero, and he's left behind a body of work that I would say is very varied, but I think never less than interesting, I don't think. I absolutely agree. And there's just some, they're just, you know, absolute classics. I mean, let's not forget, you would not have The Walking Dead or Return of the Living Dead or any of these other dead films without right. him. That's what he introduced to cinema. Right. You know, zombies were around before George Romero, but the old Bela Lugosi white zombie type things. But, you know, the, the funny thing is, uh, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. If somebody had done it in the 80s, it, it wouldn't, I don't think it would have come and morphed on. It came at the right time, right? social commentary with the right amount of yeah. bravery around it that it formed in the early stages of horror when it was right where it should have been. Well, if you just take those first three dead films, you've got Night of the Living Dead, which obviously had the, the racial in amongst the um, the late 60s America, where a lot of that sort of stuff was happening. Yes. And then in Dawn of the Dead, you had, you know, and uh, satire about shopping malls and all that, as that all that culture was starting to take off. And then yep. Day of the Dead, you're, you're in the middle of versus military and all that sort of stuff going on. So yep. Romero had his finger yes. on it. Yeah, oh, he did. And, and running through all three films, obviously, in Day of the Dead, is the uh, uh, government is lying to you kind of. Uh, That's theory. it. And then, you know, into Land of the Dead, when he was doing his take on the Bush administration, which we yes. we touched on last time. Again, you could apply that to the Trump administration now. Yes. It's probably even more yeah, relevant. It, it, it is more relevant, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I think it goes without saying that we, we thank George Romero. Without him, we may not be here talking about these things. Yeah, and it, uh, he will definitely, definitely be missed not only in giving us films, but in him commenting on life and horror that is today. Because he always had interesting stuff to say. Oh, he did, yeah. He was a regular on the convention circuit. And I think other people always had good things to say about him as well. He's one of those guys I've never heard a bad word about. So, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything bad about him. About him from anybody, from actors, other directors, from from fans, anything. You know, I heard good things. And uh, have you listened to the Stranger Deadly tribute? Uh, no, it's on my iPod. <laughs> Again, I just, I don't have the time at the moment. But seriously, you have to uh, listen to it on your drive. Yeah, I will. I will. You know, Chris Chris uh, talks about when he got a uh, from George. Oh yes, yes, it, yes. He it, told me about yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, you know. He did the kind of guy George was, period. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, I look forward to hear what Tom and Chris... I've spoken to Tom many times about Romero, because the uh, Gentleman's Grindhouse stuff of the Dead show years and years ago, which I contributed to, so... Yes, I should imagine those guys would have a lot to say. Yeah, it is on my iPod, and I will give it a listen. I think you'll like it. With that in mind, just before we go, I'm going to urge anybody as well, if they haven't done so, if you listen to our friend Jim Moon over at Hypnagoria... He's done an ongoing series for the last couple of years called Zombie Zombie, which is charting the history of zombie films connected to Night of the Living Dead. Just like films that, you know, unofficial sequels or films inspired by or bloody bloody by that type of thing. I would urge you to give that a listen as well if you want a bit more history on the dead films, because it really is fascinating stuff. And let's face it, Jim Moon is an amazing podcast. Oh, I could listen to his voice for hours. Those silky smooth dulcet tones of the Library of Dreams. I can't do it. And he's got that awesome sense of humor. Oh, yeah. It, it's 100% British. Do you know what I love about Jim's podcast, and he'll probably hate me for saying this, is sometimes, not very often, but sometimes he leaves in little mistakes in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, know, you hear him start to read something, and he stops and goes, oh, and then reads it again. <laughs> That's 
That's so British. It is, he's a very dedicated podcast. So I don't know how he finds the time to uh, he does. Yes, but, um, yes. He, uh, I know we've never, we've never, I don't even know if we've ever given his show a shout I don't out. Think we have absolutely. You know, Jim is, uh, he's a, you know, he's a top bloke too. He, he'll, if he's on Twitter, he'll answer questions, and he's a nice guy. Oh, he's a really nice guy. So yeah, there we go. That's George, and uh, you know, maybe we'll come back to him when we do Creep Show and uh, give him another another reappraisal, but. Um, sorely missed but we still got this wonderful body of work we can always look back on yes absolutely brings a tear to the eye <laughs> it does actually i'm going to dig out the dark half to what later on i think i will do that nice yes nice i will do that brilliant so oh we've gone quite a long time this one next time what are we doing did we actually decide yes I, we, I, did. I think, we did i think it, now i may get it wrong and don't shoot me but i, I think you're uh, hang on. wrong you may get it Wrong. <laughs> See? Yeah, I was going to say, exactly. <laughs> We're going to be doing the wrong. <laughs> Go on, turn it be... around. Turn it around. <laughs> oh, some, someone get uh, Mr. Chris uh, Xanax, hey, please. Hey, Xanax for Mr. Chris. Turn, wrong turn. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We're watching the best West Virginia rednecks in wrong turn. <gasps> We're going to tackle the wrong turn series fan fucking tastic i've been dying to do this. what is there there are six of them is that correct that is correct as we speak six okay. there might be a seventh by the time we get to the end you never know oh dear god help yeah we are going to do the wrong turn films which i am really looking forward to i can't wait to get myron's view on these <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny is i i think i've seen the first one yeah your favorite actors in it in the first one favorite actor jeremy sister oh i like jeremy sister. i know you do <laughs> I, I I quite enjoy Jeremy Sisto, and he's uh he'd be quite the horror fan. Well, yeah, maybe he is, but uh, I can't wait till you get onto the second one. All right. Well, I, I I actually you may laugh at me, but I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes, it's a great series. Anyway, until then, I guess it's time for us to say goodbye. Bye, bye. It's gonna be quick. No! <laughs> you saw what happened to Rose when he got bit. Okay, this is the only way. I put bleach on it! Shut up! Put the gun down. That's an order. I don't know if you noticed, but it's people out there eating each other, okay? So fuck you and your orders. I said, shut up! What are you gonna do, huh? You gonna shoot me? Hey, look, Rhodes was bit hundreds of times, him once. Besides, bleach kills just about everything. Who the fuck are you? Look, I'm a doctor, okay? I know exactly what Man, ain't nobody trying to hear that CSI bullshit. You gotta go. Didn't I say shut the 